We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Winning isn't everything, but it's the only thing. In our business, there is no second place. Either your first or your last. Exactly two minutes remain in this football game. Dallas leads Green Bay 17-14. Shar on third down. Third and goal. Quarterback. Three seconds left. Green Bay Packers are going to be world champions, NFL champions for the third straight year. Far. Lays it up for Freeman and it's incomplete. And or did he cave in the catch at the 15? Yes. What are they gonna roll it? He caught it? Touchdown! He did what? Rogers in trouble. It's gonna get there. He turned 32 yesterday. Does he have a vintage moment in it? In the end zone! It is caught for the win! Richard Rogers! With a walk-off touchdown. The final snap of Super Bowl 45. The Green Bay Packers have won the Super Bowl. The Lombardi Trophy is coming home. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Talk of the Tundra, your Green Bay Packers podcast for the Eurostep Podcast Network and the Blue Wire family. As always, I am your host, Nuak, joined by my always- Pleasant, illustrious, and having a great night, I had to presume. Jordan Tresky, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. Doing well. We are one week away from the draft. One week. Bum, bada bum, bum, bum. Soon oh. enough, those noises will be pleasant during our ears. That's not a word. But uh, yeah, six <laughs> days and a whole bunch of hours and... X amount of minutes of the draft. Six days, twenty hours, and fifty-four minutes to the to the minute here, according to Tankathon. So, but yeah, we're back after last week. We did the offensive draft targets the Packers should look at, and this week we are coming back with the defensive side of the ball. Um, I'm not doing special teams because if we're drafting a punter or kicker, I might have a problem. So, just defense and offense for we're <laughs> doing. <laughs> uh, Bj Sander, come on down. That that misses me. Holy and intently. <laughs> Do you know who that is? No. <laughs> BJ Sander was a, a very accomplished punter out of um, uh, Ohio State's mid 2000s. This is um, early 2000s. Sorry. The Packers drafted him in the third round of the 2004 NBA, or NBA NFL draft, and he lasted. Uh, a year. So he also had the third round draft uh, curse that the Packers have. Uh-huh. <laughs> it all started with BJ Sander. That's what we can yeah. put the blame on. BJ. BJ. Yeah. William Herbert BJ Sander. I don't know where you get BJ from, but all right. I don't know either. I don't know. Um, Not too much in the news stuff before we get into the actual targets and prospects and stuff like that for this week. Not too much. Um, Really the only news we have for you guys to quote-unquote report on is um updates to the packers top 30 um visits that they've had since last week uh wednesday so last we knew last week was that they had michael mayer from notre dame visit the tight end since then they've had uh 10 more including um offensive lineman antonio maffi from ucla cornerback tyreek stevenson from miami 
wide receiver Cole Tucker from what I presume is Northern Illinois uh, Illinois University. Tight end Josh Wiley from Cincinnati. Uh, defensive back Jartavius Quan Martin from Illinois. Um, edge slash outside linebacker uh, Felix Anaduke uh, Uzama from Kansas State. Wide receiver Ryan Miller from Furman. If we're drafting a bar from a college of Furman, that's crazy. Um, wide receiver uh, Rashid Rice from SMU. Outside <laughs> offensive tackle Kadeem Telfort from uh, UAB, University of Alabama, Birmingham. And then quarterback Tanner Morgan from Minnesota. So a couple of those I've looked at throughout my just various drafting things that we've talked about last week and this week. Um, particularly particularly uh, Rashid Rice, who has been, not going to say like mocked, I guess mocked to the Packers a couple times, but that was really it. Oh, and, or no, that was it from, from what I saw at least. Feels like a uh, Pack, Packers draft darling. Yeah. See I, a lot of it's it's the weird time where nobody has anything else better to do than to just go hard with mock drafts yeah. and start moving players up and down draft boards like it it obviously happens from february until now because you have the combine and pro days and things like that but now that the combine and pro days are done there's basically just a lot of movement for no particular reason um one of my one of my guys is at the not the detriment of that but has been a victim of that per se so we're just in that we we, we seem to have next week come already I'm, I'm so ready for the draft just to have to talk about who we got that's yes what i'm most excited about yes very much so um notably the 30 people 30 players that the packers have uh interviewed and talked to before the draft none are like mocked to go top 15. That was something that was going around Packers Twitter this week. Like the, like Dalton Kincaid and Michael Mayer were like the, the, the top guys that they looked at and none of them were. Um, and even those guys weren't like generally mocked to go 15 or higher or 15 or better essentially. Yeah. So they weren't looking at like, they, like Peter Skronsky. They didn't look at, they didn't look at, um, they didn't talk to JSN. Um, Okay. Mm. Lucas Venice, not 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 an interview. They might have talked about the combine, but they didn't mm. do a, they didn't do a, like a top thirty interview with him. I thought I saw some connection with him. I don't think so. Must just listen looking that's wrong. But yeah, I don't I don't know if they talked to him, which is not concerning. But it's for the only JSN uh, crew on Packers Twitter. It might be a little bit concerning. I guess before we get into. Before we get into who we're picking, what do you think the likelihood is that they draft that they uh, trade back? Trade back? Mm-hmm. <sighs> I, I go ahead. I in normal years I would expect some movement because I believe this is going to be Goody's sixth draft. I think so. I want to say at least two of them for sure. He has dropped back or moved up. Um, not two. There's more than that. Has he ever moved? Has he ever moved up without moving back first? Does that make like sense? The love, basically, like the love thing. Yeah, I don't think he has. I don't think they've ever just like raw moved up without trading back first. No, now that I think about it, even Christian Watson was he was second round, moved back to yeah. move up. I don't. Like, I don't even care to like. I guess move up in the first round because like I think of like Jair Alexander and Darnell Savage that draft. Darnell, yep. yeah, yeah, um, same thing. Like I think they always Gary. Draft. What? What? That was just their pick, right? I think that was just a pick. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I I really. I ask because like, this feels like a year they do that. I don't know why. Like just my, my vibes per se just feel like it. That's Does this reflect? the status status of how people are looking at the first round. I believe I, I cannot remember who I'm just throwing that out here. We all lost blue check marks. So I saw this from people <laughs> that were petrified. Um, I believe there was a big NFL draft guy. Pardon me for not knowing who this was. I should probably have looked this up before, but I saw 17 
He gave 17 first-round draft grades. There are 31 first-round picks this year. Yeah. So not great. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that maybe is indicative of how they might go about it. I wouldn't be too sad unless, like, JSN is there. If Jackson Smith, uh, Nick Jigba is there and they don't pick him and instead trade back, that would be, like, quite annoying, frankly. But it's just, like, it's it's just tough knowing that we have all these needs. I should say all these needs. We have, like, three or four main needs. And I guess it depends on how far they fall back, right? And I don't know. I, I think I saw Peter Bukowski talk about if there's Lucas Van Ness, um, Miles Murphy, Jalen Hyatt, and I think Peter Skronsky, um at 15. Like, who do you pick? And if that's the case, but replace Jalen Hyatt, because I'm not high on Jalen Hyatt in the first round, um, with like JSN or Zay Flowers, if all four of them are there at 15, I'd be willing to trade back three picks to get one of those guys to get another pick down like in the second round or something. Does that make sense? Like a pick swap and then get, get a pick somewhere else. Yeah. I, I get that. I'm, I'm fine with all four of those guys. Like if it's Zay, Lucas Venice, Miles Murphy and Peter Skronsky or JSN pick your wide receiver in that scenario. Like I'm fine. Pick getting any of those four versus pining over one of them. That's fair. I I mean, the elephant in the room, and possibly this is the last week that we will have to talk about this. Please, please. Um, without actually something happening is the key way of talking about this. The whole Rodgers thing, because it, 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 is it going to be a draft night trade if something happens? Um, I really hope it is. I mean, then if we, if we go into... Because it's not going to have a- happen any other time in the draft. If we finish Thursday night's draft without an Aaron Rodgers trade, we are going to be asking ourselves, if something happens, when would it actually happen? When, when will it happen? Yeah. 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 But what do you what do? You do? What do you, yeah, exactly. So we'll, we'll hope. Well, we will certainly hope. <laughs> yeah. Um... Jordan, should we get into it? So, I am very, I'm very invigorated. Good, I'm happy. Um, same thing as last week for the folks that didn't listen to the offensive one from last week. Um, Jordan and I went through sort of the prospects that were around the Packers' current picks and not any other picks that we might get. So pick uh, fifteen, pick forty-five, and pick seventy-eight um, to see what players on the defensive side of the ball might be there. So, for example, um, Will Anderson from Alabama is currently mocked on Tankathon to go at three. We didn't look at him as an option for the Packers to draft because he will likely be long gone by the time the Packers pick at 15. So, players around that middle first round range for um, the Packers target and who we'd like to see them pick um, if they were to go defense in the first, second, and third round. Obviously, this works in... Um, contrast to how it worked last week with the offense, since you can't have two picks with one pick. It's just our favorite targets on this side of the ball. So, without further ado, since you are so keen on getting started, Jordan, I will let you talk about who your first round pick um, at pick 15 is. Alright. Just throw out some names that caught my attention. Um, Let me get out my notes, handy notes. A lot of edge guys uh, that are within this range, and it doesn't feel like it's a reach or, you know, they might get... I mean, we're a week out. This could easily change. This might not be what actually happens in reality. But seems like a lot of guys that are very talented as edge rushers. And, yeah, you have Rashawn Gary, you have Preston Smith. Still, probably bolster that depth. Gary, you know, it was a mid-season injury. Probably be ready for the start of the season, but I don't think they'll certainly be full reps um, as he works his way back from in recovery. Yeah, notably deep on the edge in this draft. 
notably, and this is kind of like, at least per mock drafts, this is where it kind of starts rattling off the board. Mm-hmm. Lucas Van Ness, you've mentioned multiple times. Nolan Smith, Miles Murphy. Is there, not to just dwell on him, because it feels like he was a prime, like if the first one to go off the board, it felt like it was him a couple months ago. Now that things get closer and closer, maybe people are overthinking or whatever. It seems like his star has fallen a bit. Is there a reason why? Um, I think a lot of it was he didn't. I don't think he had the best, um, the best combine. And then I don't think I actually don't know if he performed at the combine. Give me two seconds to look. I don't. He had an. I have his RA, RAS score. I, th- I think that's from the. His pro day. Mm, um, okay. Yeah, he did not work out at the combine, so he he did he did bench only, but he did his forty yard, um, his three cone and his agility stuff at his pro day. So part of that was um, not having testing results at the combine, which is when everybody gets like excited and starts moving up or down, as well as um, a sort of lackluster year um, from him for his senior year, but. We'll talk about that later. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Meanwhile, Packers have a serious need at the last line of their defense, safety. Not a great safety draft. and Notably awful. <laughs> notably awful. And even the best safety, graded safety, um, from you know what I've been gathering, uh, Brian Branch, uh, Probably had what anybody could call a horrific uh, athletic testing and all that stuff. I believe his RA, why can't you say that? RAS score yep. uh, was like five something, 5.27. Yep. Um, it's not the end all be all, but it does. I mean, it's the skeleton key for are the Packers going to draft something like that. Like, it, it really holds a lot of weight of especially right. defensively um also got so five eleven, and he didn't have a very good 40 times four five eight so yeah he's kind of on the it, slider agil- side his, the shuttle cone drill wasn't that good his like agility grade so it just like you said a poor showing athletically despite having a lot of tools to still be possibly a serviceable safety in the nfl i think that I might echo something that Andy Herman, I saw him say this week. Um, be at the spot that they are at 15 with the depth of edge rushers, defensive players that could really help this team. Best player available is yep. the end all be all. It, it would be hard to pass up on a guy like Miles Murphy, who is just supremely superior yeah i mean yeah no i get it i think if you're are you going with miles murphy yeah okay we have the same pick then yeah so go for it talk about him i i understand the concerns of like you have all these athletic gifts it's not necessarily seen in the production um i i think I just like, I just, it's like Rashawn Gary. It really is like Rashawn Gary again of like, um, Rashawn Gary was like the top prospect coming out of his class. Mm-hmm. I believe Miles Murphy was the same thing. I could be wrong. Um, yep. Or no, I'm mixing nope. it up with. Nope, you're, you're right. He was a five-star recruit and he was uh, the number one strong side defensive end in 2020. Um. He still did really well at Clemson. Like, I know it's not like, you know, palpable, you know, number one pick level elite kind of prospect coming out of college. But, like, the things that he can do and the size that he brings to the table or the field. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like, I just don't see how that doesn't work out. I really don't. Like, it, I, I, this is like feel more than anything, but like you just watch someone that is incredibly athletic um, 
dominance even like he, it's not just like pure athleticism he does things that like you do to you know more scrappier guys not so people that don't have his athletic gifts like his technique or discipline or whatever it is that you want to call it but like he just has it all and it's like yeah the production could certainly be better but i just think like that's going to be elevated in a pro level sense that like you're already coming from a pro level team. Clemson has elevated itself that much over the last, you know, decade, if not more. Yeah, decade. Um I don't know. I just it's can't miss guy, best player available, all that stuff. Just give it a go. Yeah, I, w- I would strongly agree with that. He's a certified athlete. Like we talk about the sort of poor showing for the RS score for um for Brian Branch out of out of Bama. Uh, Miles Murphy, exact opposite. Nine point seven one out of ten. Um, he's six five, two hundred sixty eight pounds. So he's a big boy, and he ran a four five three. He ran a faster forty than Brian Branch did, which is certified insanity. Like Jordan, like like you and I are both relatively tall, and like kind of got relatively bigger dudes. Imagine mm-hmm. being able to run like that that fast. Like we don't we we don't run that fast. Like no player people our size. Don't I don't walk that fast. fast. Right. <laughs> that's probably that's probably what it is. Yeah. So six five two sixty eight, big big guy had a great shuttle score. Had a great three cone or um, average three cone score, but still pretty high. Um, his his main moves are he's kind of like a bull, a, a bull rusher, but he has a um a one handed bull rush so off the snap puts his big arm out and starts pushing the guy back with his other arm and then uses his second free arm to work a secondary move whether that's to break the um the hole or the blocking of the tackle with his other arm or spin and kind of swim through so i thought that was a relatively i'm not gonna say unique but i guess new to me seeing someone utilize that sort of bull rush which was really um cool to see just to have incorporate different ways that he can um get to the quarterback if need be. You talked about it that he kind of, he was like when we first started looking at this, I think he was going like seven or something. Um, Currently tankathon has him going all the way down. Unless I missed him. Sorry for vamping 19 to the bucks. So that's a pretty significant drop 12 as opposed to like Lucas Van Ness did the opposite. He was going mid twenties and now he's up at 14 to the Patriots. So, um, I don't think it's anything worth to look at. One of the, like the, the knocks on him is that he never really got better as a, uh, as a pass rusher in his three seasons at Clemson, he had four sacks his, uh, first year, seven sacks, and then six and a half sacks, three, two, and one forced fumbles. And then one, two, three pass deflections, um, average amount of tackles each year, 51, 43, 45, so he didn't like get better over his time at Clemson, but um, I have to shout out um, the athletic writer again, Dane Dane Brugler. He for again his uh, his beast draft guide, like his draft program essentially, using these metrics there. And he talked about how um, that or not. He didn't talk about. It. I watched a different analysis video that the Clemson D corner. I think it was Brett Venables left after 2022 or after 2021 so everybody on the defensive line for clemson just had a had a worse year which kind of then points to like okay maybe that's why miles murphy didn't have the best um final year of college so but yeah he's a a third year junior big guy i'm with you he's a certified athlete you call them you call them like predator in our call in this zoom call yesterday before the before the bucks uh pod i think that's a great way to do it um, he doesn't in like the tape I watched doesn't do the best against the run. He's like that's his like one drawback, and he can kind of lose um himself trying to set the edge. Like he he goes he collapses the pocket too much to then let the edge or let the yeah the edge go on set. I guess if that's how you want to say it, and then mm-hmm. allow for quarterbacks to get outside. So all that can be learned for what it's worth. Um, his RAS score, the two 
like there's other there's five people that RES gives like equal um comparisons to. His first one is Preston Smith, and his third one is Rashawn Gary. So interesting. I and like I I've seen wow. and I've seen like other people like comp him to Preston Smith and or, or comp him to, to Rashawn Gary. Yeah. So I'm just fine doing that because like obviously with Preston's up, upcoming contract situation, why not have two Rashawn Gary esque edge rushers? That seems like a pretty good idea to me, frankly. Yeah. So yeah. Even if he's like not an immediate impact guy, or he switches like snaps between Preston Smith and. Miles Murphy, his rookie year, that's just even better. I think having an effective rusher opposite of Rashawn Gary is very effective and very needed so that one of the two are getting home. Like, you're going to have to account for both of them, and you can't double both both of them without having sort of an ineffective passing game. Yeah. Um, I want to go through the couple of other guys that I looked at. I did look at Brian Branch, too. I, I was really close to actually making my pick him because we need a safety and man, they're not the best going forward and we need one like desperately. We can't really go into the year with Darnell Savage and um, Rudy Ford back there. Jonathan. Yeah. So, but like the big, the biggest thing for me was that I talked to Tommy in our discord. Shout out Tommy. Um, is that he's not really a safety. He's more of a nickel corner. He's more like just like a slot corner. And like, if you want to go best player available, if they trade back, which again, we're not really getting it into that, but like Brian Banch just like is a football player. Great tackler. He's fast. I should say fast. He didn't have the greatest like speed, but he plays faster than I think his athletic score proved. Like I watched, I watched a lot of Brian Branch tape trying to figure out if I want to pick him. Like, probably a solid two hours just trying to see like if i really want this guy at yeah. 15 and he, he plays a lot faster down, like attacking than he does defending if that makes sense like he's better going towards the line of scrimmage than he does playing um coverage like he gives he gives a lot of cushioning coverage and i think that's a, a big problem especially with how the packers play defense and just joe barry's mm-hmm. defense in general I'd rather have my corners be pressing rather than giving 10 yards of cushion. And so um, that's kind of ultimately why I did not, I didn't really go for it is that we have, I guess three starting corners if you want to go that route. Um, So that I think the value was really there, but overall he's a great multi-tool guy. I, I kind of mocked him as like, if you drafted Brian branch at 15, you'd basically be getting like Quay 2.0, but as a secondary player. Just yeah, I can see that. Plays fast, has great recognition of plays, can tackle. Just like that's kind of what it is. But I ultimately didn't feel that Quay in the secondary in Brian Branch was really worth that that pick at fifteen. Yeah. Also looked at Lucas Venice. Um, didn't like. Didn't hate him. Didn't love him. He he was never a starter at Iowa because of some seniority bullcrap that. Iowa does like they start their seniors and they even if you're better you don't get to start um but he's, he was good at shutting the blocks in the run game but he got stuck a lot of the times that there um a lot of his highlights I didn't really care for his actual moves like he's strong like really strong a lot big bull rush guy but a lot of his highlights that I watched it looked like it was against sort of lackluster um offensive tackles so that's ultimately why I went with Miles Murphy because he was just blowing me away with his with his, with his athleticism. Nolan Smith was a guy that I looked at too that he's kind of been another in guy that, that came range. out of nowhere. Like I just yeah not that came out of nowhere because he's he's been around, but like I Georgia never looked too. at him until like the last week. I was like, oh, who is this Nolan Smith guy? Yeah, um, interesting. Doesn't necessarily have. I mean, he's going to be a good football player. That that I'm not going to doubt that. But like, there was just something kind of missing. I don't know what it was. I don't know if he's a little undersized. I think it's like six two two thirty eight, which is pretty. You know, that's that's definitely on the lighter side, even considering like how slimmed down like edge rushers ends are at this point yeah he had um, his RS score has 
elite ratings and explosion and speed, but very poor ratings and just size. So, yeah. Um, but heck of a football player. I think even PFF had like a he. They deemed him as like one of the more total like packages in terms of like he's not only a great you know compressor the quarterback, but like mm-hmm. in the run defense, he's really good too. Yeah, which is not nothing considering you got to factor that in. But yeah, R- yeah. res comps of Trent Cole. I think he was a really good uh, yeah. at, uh guy for the Eagles, Eagles, right? Eagles, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Hassan Reddick and Vic Beasley. So, kind of pick your poison of how you. Let's wanna... hope. Let's hope two of the three. Even though Vic, Vic Beasley was Vic pretty good wasn't to start, bad. he was like an average NFL player for a few years. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but you know he's got the, he's got the G already, so he, he might just be a Packer already because <laughs> he played for Georgia. <laughs> um. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. I suppose it's my turn, huh, for for second round? Yeah, I led off, and you, we both synergized. Boy, boy, howdy, did I not like this pick? I just, I, I mm. couldn't, I couldn't find a whole lot of value that I really fell in love with in the second round. Um, I, I thought, I gotta go look at his name because I don't want to butcher it again because I felt so bad last week. The, the, the young man from Northwestern. Whose whose name I really don't want to butcher again because I felt so bad. I can say it for you. Go ahead, please say it for me. Atatama Adabare. Thank you. Appreciate Great. it. Um, he was going on Tagathon to thirty five to the Colts, and ten picks was a little too far for me to think that he was in the range of the Packers to be able to pick up. So, if that was the case, I would probably pick him as well. Um. But not there. Didn't feel see the need for a um for a a backer like uh Jack Campbell out of Iowa. And then I took a look at Antonio Johnson from Texas A and M. He's a safety. Um didn't really like his his game as well. So ultimately, and this might get a lot of flack from everybody who's listening, I decided to go with a boom or bust player. Which is interesting to say for a second round pick. But again, I had more analysis for my third round pick. So I decided to go with uh, Keely Ringo from, you guessed it, Georgia. 
Pele Ringo. Yep. Uh, cornerback, real fast, 6-2, and uh, ran a 4-3-6 at the Combine. Jeez. Yeah. Real fast. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. he's as tall as every wide receiver he's going to face. Most likely, like, the thing of the tallest guys that you're going to face on the outside, like Julio Jones is like 6-4. I think, like, even, like, the really tall guys, like Megatron was like 6-6. Six, six. So that's as tall as you're really going to get. And so... Is Justin Jefferson tall? No, yeah, he's, he's shorter. He's like six, he five eleven, six feet. Yeah, feels like he's taller. No, he's he's a quick little guy. Um, yeah. but a lot of boomer bust potential. Like he has a lot of athleticism and a lot of like skill, but he's one of those guys that his technique and his uh, playmaking ability goes in flux a lot. Like he's. His coverage kind of lacks at some points while still being able to show highlights of being in a guy's hip pocket and covering him all the way through. So let me pull up his uh his draft profile quick quickly and his combine stuff. He uh had two interceptions his sophomore yeah, sophomore year or his redshirt sophomore year. Yeah. Yeah. Redshirt sophomore year. And then to his junior year this past year, 34 tackles and 42 tackles. He was uh, all freshman SEC his in 2021 um, and led the team in pass deflections with 10. So he's really active as a, as a cornerback getting his hands into that catch radius of the, of the receiver. And then uh, second team, all SEC, his redshirt sophomore year. So um, again, just really freak athlete and I think it's I'm just worried about Eric Stokes is what motivated this truthfully interesting just because elaborate he was not having the best year before his injury last year like we were we were really high on Eric Stokes his rookie year thought he was doing very well and then coming into this past year we were hoping for some sort of steps to start playing a little better and it felt like he kept getting burned and was just not having a, the greatest year before he got hurt. And so I guess those two things combined for me are like, okay, he was coming off of a poor performance at the start of the year and he got hurt and was out for the last, what, seven, eight games. And so... Yeah, basically missed half the season. Yeah. And so we've got Jair and we've got Razul. Like, that, I'm, I'm good that way. Like, those guys should be the, the one and two corners. But... Drafting a boomer bus guy, and I guess with this pick, gives the Packers the opportunity to say, "Hey, we're set with Jair, we're set with Razul. If Stokes turns out not to be developing the way we want him to, we possibly have this like mini Jair just sitting here waiting to develop, and hopefully that we can develop him into a boom prospect versus busting out on him. It's one of those picks that I don't think would get like Goody fired." But it'd be one of those picks where, um, shout out Ty Windish, he's like, man, the whatever team, the Jaguars or whoever team took the Josh Jones, well, took, took Brian Anger, the punter, over Russell Wilson in like the fifth round or third round, whatever it was. Yeah, like it's just one of those things where it's like, ugh, all these good players are right there, but we took the the bust. So that was kind of my, um, my analysis on it. Just because there wasn't anything anybody else falling in love with at um, at forty five, there I'd rather if if that's the case, if we're taking defense in the first round, like I'd much rather just go offense of any other guys I talked about last week in the second round versus um, who is currently there for the Packers in the second round this year or this week. Interesting. I like the reasoning behind it. I mean, Stokes is it's a big year for him. It's a really big year, and I think like that's my worry is that if, if it's, it's a just... really big year and it's a really bad year then i because I, I, I correct me if i'm wrong I'm, I'm looking it up now but i'm pretty sure razul's deal is up after this year he signed a three-year deal but i'm sure there's some kind of out they do have an out after or no, this year was out He's a mm. free agent twenty five, so never mind. So no, we still have a couple years left with Russell Douglas and um, Jair if they keep if they keep them both on the roster. Like I think the 
I, I remember correctly now. Their issue this year was was if they're going to keep Razul or if he'd be a cap casualty because they had their out this year. That's right. Yes. So now yes. that they now that they restructured, they don't have an out now. He'll likely be on the roster for until his contract ends in twenty five. So I'm fine that way. But as a nickel corner, as a dime corner, if you want one of these guys, it's not Eric Stokes. I'm I'm good by it. If Razul moves to safety, which is an option or possibly a, a solution if they can't find a good safety replacement, then you have Jair, Eric Stokes, and Kelly uh, Kelly Ringo. So it was it was a lot of hardship in my brain, sort of going back and forth of what I really wanted out of this pick. And ultimately, it just wasn't a defensive player, frankly. It's someone on offense. But um, I had to go through the activity, so I did. <laughs> um, I looked at a lot of people, a lot of positions. Um, throw out some names before I reveal. Felix Anaduke Azuma, BJ Ojulari, uh, interior lineman Keanu Benton, Wisconsin Badger Zone. Kind of interesting. Uh, Mazzy Smith, Trenton Smith, a linebacker from Clemson, was just kind of interesting. I'm, I like uh, these, I, for lack of a better word, tweeners, where it's like, okay, you ha- to clearly play football. We don't know where your position is, but yeah. you're talented enough to be on the field. Yeah, I'm always intrigued by guys like that. I think that's probably just the NBA. That's nerd Brian like, Branch. He's a tweener. He doesn't really yeah. have. He's just a. He's a. He's a slot safety. <laughs> um, Antonio Johnson looked at as well. Yep. Um, the Illinois safety, one of the Illinois safeties. Yep. Uh, Martin, who is a, a Packers visit as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm ready to just lay it out here. Yeah, I I hope I hope you would be. Um, as apologies for how I'm going to step over his name again. Adatame Wa Adabare, the Northwestern guy. North- he is going to be really good. You think so? Yes. So you're going two edge rushers in the first and second round. The thing about him is that he, again, kind of goes into this tweener vibe. They kind of put him all over the line. I can bring, I should have had my PFF numbers for this because if you watch, if you if you grind the tape, <laughs> um, he was not just a strict, you know, on the side, you know, um, Strictly edge rusher, he was very much lined up in different spots mm-hmm. on the defensive line. Um, I'm bringing it up right now. Uh, pass for snaps. They don't really have him like. Oh, here we go. Um, last year, he had 374 of his 712 snaps on the outside tackle. So that edge rusher, he was. 261 uh, snaps over the B gap. Okay. So, like, basically, like, the tackle, Kenny Clark, right. whatever you want to call it. Yep. Um, do we get into just, like, how freaking athletic he is? Yep. Like, go ahead. Uh, I will read this PFF uh, blurb verbatim. Adabarware, oh good lord, is one of the single freakiest athletes in NFL combine history. His 4.49 second yard or second 40 yard dash uh, is the fastest ever for a player, 280 plus pounds by 0.16 seconds. Um, Super explosive. Um, 6'2, I think 280 to 90 range or whatever it is. Mm I I don't know. There's just something about him that just it's again, it's he mile the guys like Miles Murphy or you know, probably even higher up like, you know, Will Anderson or um I'm forgetting another like top tier edge rusher. Like those guys Harry are like Wilson. Yes, yes. Those guys are like, oh yeah, that's their top ten picks, elite recruits. This feels like whoever lands him. 
Um, again, I'm going to butcher your name. Um, Adebare. <laughs> um, I can't laugh. <laughs> if whoever lands it, it's going to be a coup. I, I just don't. I don't. Unless you know, not going to win for him. What? If, what? It's going to be a what? It's going to be a coup for the team that selected him. <laughs> that was Matt very him. confused. Right? I know. It's going to be a coup for him because he got drafted. I don't know. I think it's someone that you honestly see like in a trade back scenario from in the first round. Mm -hmm. If you feel like he is a guy that you need to get, if you grade him as a first round prospect, right? Go back and get him. Like I, I don't, I don't see how he get last to forty five. So I, I know it's a stretch to put him as a second round pick, right? But he is someone that clearly can play gives versatility and i don't know i just think like i, I for my reason to just to wrap my long-winded thoughts um it just it would be great to see the front line just have between kenny clark Devonte wyatt add in adabare um be better um just if you, if you can bring in that like versatility or just you know people that command so much attention from the offensive line, and then you're not even getting into like Preston Smith, right? Sean Gary when he's healthy, maybe another edge rusher, Enigbari. I don't know that can, that will make the Packers defense a lot more fearsome than it has looked in you know quite some time. All of his green on the RAS score, uh, the lowest number is his shuttle score at a 9.84. He has a, so a bit of a weird size grade. He's, I think, a little too short um, and a little too heavy, but still strong and uh, had a 10 and 40 yard dash. He's the fastest for a defensive tackle slash edge rusher. So, yeah, I, uh, I'm with you. I just don't think he's going to be there. No, definitely not. But he is a very interesting trade back candidate. Yep. I basically had worked my forty, you know, the second round pick as like this is who you do, who you get if you trade back, kind of thing. Right. Got it. Got it. Okay. Third round. I can go. I'll go. Unless you want. Unless, oh. you, unless you're. Unless you're dying to go. I'll let you go. You're you're chomping at the bit. I looked at two guys. Well, I'm chopping at the really? bit. Really? at the bit because I my second round pick was dog water. I just I wasn't proud of dog it. water. Full of slobber, gross, stale. Um, looked at two guys, Zach Pickens, um, another interior. I think he's an interior lineman, um, from South Carolina, and Jordan Battle, the safety from uh, mm. Alabama. Okay. The I'll start with Zach Pickens because I picked Jordan Battle. Spoiler alert. Um, primary a bull rusher, just pure strength kind of guy, and really lacked the moves that I wanted to see out of like a defensive tackle. But he's strong and uh very durable. I think he played all of his games at South Carolina. He would be a bit of a project, and he seems kind of redundant with um Kenny Clark and then Devontae Wyatt and then bringing him into the mix along with just the uh, other guys they have on the roster already. Um, some of his motor looked inconsistent. He uh be the first off the ball on some, on some snaps and last off the ball and others. But again, strong guy. Um, and just an athlete, frankly, he had a nine, two, two, um, RS score, a four, eight, nine, 40 yard dash. And, uh, Really explosive on his broad jump. So he stays low and really just attacks the the, the offensive lineman he's going after. Just big boy, too. Big, big, big boy. Big boy. Uh, 6 4, 290. <laughs> big boy. <laughs> so um, high floor. He really anchors himself well. Like he's off the ball he's not getting pushed back by the um offensive lineman and just kind of holding his ground if he needs to if he's not actually getting forward on a rush um 
But as I said, ultimately, I picked Jordan Battle. Four-year starter at Alabama. A safety. Uh, he fits, not fits, but he fills the the need if of safety in this draft. Um, he was comped as an Adrian Amos type of guy, and I frankly see it a lot when I saw him tackling. Mm-hmm. His, he has tackling inconsistencies, but I think in a lot of the same ways we saw last year with Adrian Amos making like wild plays behind the line of scrimmage and just like surprising like shoestring tackles as a result of not tackling properly. That's that's what I saw a lot of in Jordan Battle uh, Jordan Battle's tape. Um, he struggles to move laterally laterally across the field, but has great downhill speed. Like uh, he again reminds me a lot of Adrian Amos. Um, and when he hits, he hits hard again, like Mr. Amos. So, um, I think him being experienced is my biggest plus for him. Four year starter, played, um. All of all the games in his career with Bama, 13 games, 13, 15, and 13. Um, only a couple of picks. He had six total picks, three his uh, junior year, one in the rest of his years. Um, but he had experience on, I think, punt returning as well. And just was consistently All-SEC and All-American. So um, I think the biggest reason I picked him was the experience. Four years at Bama as a starter is something to hang your hat on. Yep. And at worst, I'm fine if he's like serviceable. If he's not better than Darnell Savage, then okay, oh well, we can try again next year. But I think just having that experience and being able to translate his um translate his what fifty four games of playing time into the NFL is. I think a simple enough task for him since he was under uh, Nick Saban's tutelage all those years. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm good with with Jordan Battle. I think he would be maybe not a like day one starter, but it gives them at least an option outside of Jono Savage and uh, Rudy Ford. Um, Battle is someone I looked at a lot too. I honestly, the third round, I'm not going to lie, was all safety. Um, it kind of had prospects. to be, right? <laughs> kind of had to be, and it kind of feels like this is where they are. Like a good crop of them are. Um, Battle being one of them. Sydney Brown was a guy that was kind of interesting, right? Too. Um, he was the other Illinois safety um, coming off a really good year too, but. You know, wasn't my pick. Um, who else? There's someone else that was missing. Um, Jair Brown from Penn State. Yes, that was another guy that I looked at too. Like, I don't know. There, it's. <sighs> it is so like it is the it it very well is the opposite of like I know we're focusing on the defensive side of the ball, but like. Mm-hmm it's the opposite of the tight end problem that the Packers are facing. Right. And it's maddening. It's maddening. Like, I know they, I totally forgot that they made this move because it has just been that quiet of an offseason outside of one Pat McAfee appearance. Um, But I forgot that they signed uh, Tarverius Moore from uh, 49ers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I was like. I totally forgot about that. Totally, because I'm thinking like, well, Savage is forward. It's right. Amos is probably good as gone, even though he is still unsigned. I thought, but I was Ravens. No, no, that was just rumored. I, I, I don't think he's. Yeah, no, you keep going. I'll look it up. Um, in the end, doesn't even. I. Sorry, I had there's a Lincoln Park there that you lobbed to me like that. I can't just say anything. Sorry, go ahead. I apologize. I think my big my big thing with the safety. I'm gonna get close to the mic because I was doing gesturing. Big thing with safety is okay. Adrian Amos set really high standard mm-hmm. um, last year, notwithstanding. He played a perfect role for this Packers team or past Packers teams. And yeah, he's not like this overwhelming, like 
I don't know. Um, who's the best safety in the league right now? I can't think of. Who's the the two guys from uh, from Cincinnati? Why can't I think of their names? Jesse Bates. Jesse Bates is one of them. Um, he's not like the elite, like Earl Thomas. Like th- this guy is the top Mick, safety. Make it Fitzpatrick, obviously. Yes. Yeah. Um, but made plays really did like he was just so well rounded in that he helped the Packers address or shore up some of their more deficiencies like run defense and made plays when it counted when he was blitzing or you know came up with like a clutch interception whatever it was right it was just so like the fact that they didn't have that much problems in that side or when he was on the field before this year um kind of just you know you take something like that for granted right so with a lot of the guys that you're looking at around this part it's like okay you're not going to get a complete package. It's either these guys are really good in pre- or pass defense and, you know, doing the necessary things to close gaps or, right. you know, make ball hawk plays. Or they're really good at stuffing the run, um, stuffing out plays as they develop kind of thing. It's not it, – it very – it feels like right now there are only – maybe a rare handful that can like transcend both. Yeah. And it's makes it really tough to be like, well, what do you want? Yeah. Out of your safety. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, no, I, I totally get it. I think it like, I, I like your opposite comparison to the tight end, uh, problem the Packers have Packers have problems at tight end and safety. This coming into this off season. Tight end, super deep in this draft. They can mm-hmm. they have the pick of the litter at any pick that they want to pick a, a quality tight end. Safety, not deep, not not gonna be a sure thing whatsoever. So we shall see. Yeah. Notably, the only safety that the Packers visited with was um, Jordan Howden from Minnesota, who is currently getting um, projected from Dane Brugler's uh, draft beast into the. Uh, Sixth, seventh round. So, unheralded. Yeah. So take that as you may. Just like a project if they can grab them late. So, um, Jamie Robinson, Florida State. Yep. Um, caught my eye. I think he kind of brings a level of, um, playmaking ability, whether it's as a safety or, on the line, there's a lot of guys that are like they're. I don't know. I'm not as well versed with college football, so I'm just like seeing different things that I'm used to seeing, yeah. like the NFL. Right. But like seeing guys like it, Sydney Brown is another one. He's playing like a linebacker or a, a box safety, as they mm. will call it, and stuff like that. <laughs> as they call it, that's a uh, um, that's a uh, Micah Hyde, not Micah Hyde. Yeah, Micah Hyde was a box safety. See, that's what I. Kind of thought like that would be. I mean, he was very good with the Packers and has been very good with the Bills. Like that, I don't know. Maybe that's what they could get in this draft. But I don't know. Jamie Robinson was kind of the guy that stood out to me. Of like, so you're sorting throughout this. Like Jordan Battle, I don't really have any qualms with. I think he's a very he's going to be a good player. Just kind of one of those guys that does have like all the tools. Um. I think Jamie Robinson kind of has it too. Like he just made plays. Florida State was kind of in shambles, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, Falling from grace. Up and down. Yeah, very. Yeah, up and down. Um, but really has a nose for the ball. Um, undersized, but plays bigger than that. Yeah. Obviously. Um. I don't know. I, he was someone that really kind of just stood out to me and just brought a little, a, a bit of an edge and intensity that I would like to see from this safety position. Considering it's just so, we really have no idea. I have yeah. very, I have very low expectations for this. 
Grab a, grab a dart, awesome. close your eyes, throw out the board. Yep. Um, but yeah, Jamie Robinson. Notably spells his name with two M's. Yes. Which is it? Jam me. <laughs> yep. And with that, folks, that draws an end to our uh, defensive draft targets. I think the front end of this draft is going to be more fun than the late end of this draft for defense. Like, I think we could find edge and tackles deep into the fifth, sixth round. Um, but I think I, I, there's always been a couple guys that sort of show out in training camp and preseason in the, the late rounds that we can definitely still get excited about. Um, next week, next week, Thursday, the draft, the draft's here, Jordan, for only a week away. Finally. 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 Um, promotion time, folks. We'll stay on topic with the draft. Um, your lovely co-host, your Struzleys, <laughs> um, will be hosting a live stream of the draft on, um, our YouTube page next Thursday when... It goes live. So seven o'clock is when the draft starts. We'll be live around then. Like everybody knows the NFL draft is notoriously um I guess long and just full of fluff. It doesn't go nearly as fast as I guess the NBA draft, which is also kinda long, but all drafts are all drafts are long. And the NFL is the worst one of them all. Yeah. When it comes to production time and the whole nine yards. So We'll be in there. We'd love for you, for you to join us. Um, we'll have the live stream talking just through every pick and kind of keep an eye on who's going, where the runs are coming from, things like that. Um, and then afterwards, we'll have a pod that will be up the next morning um, talking about who they pick and sort of our expectations for the rest of the draft and how they do it. Um, we could be there for a very long time, depending on the Packers trade back, or could just be there till the 15th pick and we'll see how it goes. So we'll hang out for a little bit. It'll be a lot of fun regardless. Um, thankfully, no Bucks game that night. So you guys don't really have an excuse not to be there. So well, you kind of just got to show up and support. Also, I don't believe the Brewers play either. See, you guys. Like, come on. <laughs> come on. Come so, on. Yeah. Join us. We'd love for you to, we'd love for you to come hang out and then uh, share our excitement when they ultimately trade back. No well, Brewers game. No Brewers game? Man, it's mm-hmm. it's it's just Packers Day, isn't it? Oh yeah. All about Taco Tundra. We might get some guests. I think we we're not we're not withhold we're not beholding him to this. I don't think we've talked about it yet. But we could have one um Andrew Snyder on as his Panthers take a quarterback, likely, hopefully, please, for Andrew's sake, that the first pick. <laughs> so have him talk about it, see get his feelings on it. Um just have some of the, the co hosts on, see what they want to do. So come join us. Uh, youtube.com slash I think it is Eurostep Podcast Network. It's either that or GSPN, I forget. But if you go to gspn.info, you can just go there anyways. So Yes. Um as always, we love Repod. Go join us on Repod, listening, building the community, and just kind of having a place to talk sports and podcasts now that it's uh four twenty and Twitter verifications just don't exist anymore. So there's a new place to talk uh talk pods. So Go check it out over at Repod. Uh, I think it's join Repod, join Repod.com slash Taco Tundra. So go check it out over there. And now for the GSPN promotions, uh, Bucks are in the thick of their playoff hunt, their playoff hunt, playoff efforts. They're in the playoffs. Let's go with that. (laughs) They absolutely trounced the Miami Heat the other night. And myself, Jordan, Adam, and Rohan, not Adam, myself, Jordan, Ty, and Rohan all were talking about the win. That was a whole lot of fun, so go check that out on the Bucks feed. Um, cruising for a bruising, just dropped a pod on Wednesday today, talking about the Brewers sweep of the Mariners, and finishing out, I think, if my math is right, a 7-3 and three road trip, which is um, I think the Brewers' best West Coast 10-game road trip record they've had in Brewers' history, which was like a very weird baseball-ass stat, but that's what it is. Mm. <laughs> um, go check that out with uh, Adam and Andrew. And then, make time for this, is dropping an episode today, Friday, as you're listening to this. It's, yeah, yeah, that's the right day. 
um, on the movie Air, the uh, Nike shoe movie, which I have yet to see, but I've heard it's a lot of fun. So um, go check that out. They always have, again, that's Adam and Andrew, always have a lot of great pop culture sort of junk drawer pods over there. Also Succession, if you haven't caught up, catch up. It's a lot of fun over there. They had a pot episode on that as well. So with that being said, Jordan, did I miss anything? No. They, they, that covers our bases. Again, there's no Wisconsin sports going on the next Thursday night, April 27th. Yes, that's right. <laughs> um, we will be doing a live stream for the NFL draft. Our first oh. live stream. Our, our first, first live stream. Yes, of course. Tot. 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 So hot. It's Tot out the presses, guys. It's Tot out the presses. <laughs> All right, folks. Thank you so much for listening. Go uh, follow uh, at Packers GSBN, at Jordan Chesky to follow Jordan, at Nimikazone to follow me. Uh, like, rate, review, five stars on Spotify. Haven't done that in a while. So all of you new listeners would love for you to go rate five stars. Rate five stars only. Would really appreciate it. And if you leave a review, I get to read it on stream. I haven't looked in a very long time, but I will get back to it and read them. So, all right, folks, thanks for listening. Jordan, thank you. Thank you.